So how long do you plan on being over at this boy house? And his mom know you coming? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? What the heck? Am I getting pulled over? Yep. Do you know why I pulled you over? No, officer. I, I do not. You sped up instead of yielding the yellow traffic light. Oh, really? I'm sorry, sir. I didn't even see it. Do you have your license, registration, and insurance? You know what, officer? I'm going to be really honest. I was just running to go take my son around the corner to his friend's house. I left my wallet in the house, so I don't have my license, but I have everything else. Ma'am, please step out of the car. Oh, you, you want me to get out of my car? Seriously? Yes, that's what I said. Alright, let me come on my phone and see what's about to happen. Okay, so about to put it in the back. No, they're just talking. And here she comes. Oh my god, dog. Boy, were you recording this? Oh, you already know I'm trying to get a world star. So you had no concern for my safety? I do, but I was a little more concerned about being driving. Boy, this could have went all the way left. And I would have been camera ready. You know what? Let me just go ahead and get you to your friend's house because in all actuality, I was at home. And trying to be nice, taking you to your friend's house last minute got me pulled over. You're lucky they could have found my dang on driver's license in the system because if I'd have got, went to jail or got a ticket, we would have had a bigger problem. And you know what that would have meant, right? Welcome to Poor Mom, an interactive podcast that encourages you to let your hair down and pour yourself a drink. While listening to conversations about womanhood and motherhood, this is real and organic as the chaos around you. Make sure you head over to the Poor Mom YouTube channel to get this week's mocktail or cocktail recipe and have a little story time with me, your host, Tawana Edwards. On this episode of Poor Mom, I sat down with my three children and we had the talk. Not the talk that entails birds or bees, but rather the talk about race and what they feel it's like being black in America. I thought it would be interesting to hear what they had to say. And boy, did they have a lot to say. This week, our drinking game is is one of my favorites. It's entitled, I Can Relate. The rules are simple. If you can relate to anything said during the show, take a sip. All right, let the games begin. What does racism in America look like to you? LJ? Um, I didn't know the first one you said, but I didn't know the second one you said. Slavery, 
white people slave black people. So all the white people always have to chill, but all the black people have to work for them. Yep, that is a part of how our history started here in America is through slavery. That is very true. Do you think that slavery was right? No. Do you think that we're still, Black people are still enslaved in some ways? That we are oppressed or stopped from doing the same thing that white people get to do? No. You don't think we, you think we have the same opportunities that they have? Yes, we should. We should, but do we? No, but we should. Okay. What about you, Orion? I'm sorry. Racism looks like the one word, discrimination. Um, it looks like somebody hating on somebody for something that they cannot control. Um, with, and, um, and that, and what they cannot control being their race. Um, you know, it's just... It's not. It's, it's not right, and uh, obviously, it's still alive very much. And um, I don't think I don't think there is a way to get rid of it. But I would like to slow down. So you said that you don't think that there's a way to get rid of it. Why do you feel like we can't end racism in America? Mainly because. Mainly because it's always going to be somebody who has a different opinion than you. And whether or not, you know what I'm saying, that opinion is right or wrong, you're going to have that opinion. You know what I'm saying? So somebody might not like a um, somebody from Pakistan just because uh, one of their family members died in the 9 11 attack. Um, which is not their fault because they were not, they probably weren't even born when that happened or they weren't in America or, you know, they weren't even in New York. Um, they weren't on the plane. Like, but somebody's gonna, you know, dislike that 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 country, dislike that race, uh, just because of what happened to their relative instead of disliking the people that were on the plane. So... When I hear you talk about not liking someone or always having opinion about someone, prejudice exists too. And that's really more so what prejudice is, right? And bias. It's when you prefer, right? So I might prefer black people. So my prejudice is I like black people more than I may like the next race but it doesn't mean that I hate the next race. And I think racism comes from really having hatred towards a skin tone or a color or a group of people based on what they look like. Liv, what do you think? I think that racism in this world is like, basically because people are gonna have their opinions no matter what and we can't really change their opinions no matter what we do because we've tried in history, but 
they haven't changed their opinions and they're going to think what they're going to think and they're going to do what they're going to do. And that's the reason why I mainly think that racism is in this world, not just because of what's going on in the world, it's because most people's opinions. When somebody has an opinion on something, they won't let it go and they won't understand or listen to what anybody is saying. Then they're just going to keep on believing what they want to believe, even if it's not true, even if it's wrong, they're going to believe what they want to believe because that's what they want to do. As a parent, I try my best to shield my kids from the harsh realities of racism and discrimination in America. But after listening to my kids, it was evident that they knew way more than even I thought that they knew. So I was intrigued to continue the conversation. And I even posed the question, well, why do black people receive so much hate and discrimination in America? And the rest of this conversation was extremely enlightening. I, I feel like they're, I don't want to use this word, but a little salty that we came here, we were slaves, and we were meant to be, we were meant to be slaves. Then Abraham Lincoln, of course, we all know, uh, granted us our freedom, granted, as, uh, granted us our freedom. And once he granted us our freedom, they, they became enraged because what we were brought here to do was 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 work for them for for nothing for shelter and food and clothes on our back, and now we're working for ourselves, and you know so we're creating businesses, um, you know, and we're and we become CEOs and and you know, and we're getting rich, and I feel like they don't want to see that because that's not what we were here for. Mm, yeah. So you agree. What about you, Liv? I personally think that I agree because they thought that we they brought us here with a set of rules that they want us to have for us to work for them. And we are supposed to obey them and that we are supposed to work really hard for them and for nobody else. And that we can't just go and be ourselves because we're objects and because we don't mean anything in the world. And then I feel like because of we were freed and because now we don't have to do that and because now there's a set of laws that you can't do that to us anymore, they are mad because they feel like we were brought here for a reason and now that reason is no longer intact. They can't no longer do that. I think that police, that the police are unfair to black people. Based on some of the things you've seen in the media, things that you've heard about, you know, police brutality and police killings, do you feel like they're unfair to black people? I'm gonna start with Olivia. Yes, I personally think that they aren't fair to black people, but I don't think that it's just all police. I feel like there's uh, multiple police that are racist and that they don't care because even though their job is to protect, they're not going to protect what they, coming back to that one question, they're not going to protect their opinion. They're not going to change their opinion because of their job. So I personally feel like not all cops are bad, but a lot of cops are bad and a lot of cops get through with it, which thinks that a more, which thinks, which makes more cops think that they can do it and make more cops think that it's okay because 
cops weren't put in jail for the things they did. They weren't held accountable and they just got to live their life. And I think that the cops that were too afraid to do it are now doing it even more, which is why it's becoming a bigger problem because they figure that they're not going to get anything against them. So why not just do it because they can So because they don't face consequences. Wow. LJ? Um, that cops are, are unfair to black people? Pretty much. Because, you know what? Why, baby? There's not one person who stepped a step. A step. Well, most people driving, they go in the, like, the speed level. Cops don't care. They don't even care. They will literally give them a ticket, even if they're going to sit the speed they telling you. Cops are like some of these cops are unfair for black people. You don't think that? Do you think that they're afraid of black people? I think some are because. Not, I think 99% people are afraid of black people. You think Cops are afraid of black people are afraid of black people? Wow. That's why they always put a gun on them once they see them. Wow. What about you, Rai? Um, you know, <laughs> LJ and Olivia both made very good points. And I wanted to, you know, expand on Olivia's last point she made about them having no accountability. Um, you know, with the with the with the George Floyd uh, case, um, them cops were just bailed out uh out of jail for killing him. When when somebody in Alabama has robbed a person and you know, they're facing life for a, for a non-armed robbery, and these police officers killed him uh, on duty for no reason. There's video. Uh, there's video evidence of them um, killing, and uh, they face no accountability. I mean, if I can go kill a man and know I'm about to go get bailed out, well, you know. I'm, you know, I'm not scared to go kill. I just, you know, there's no consequence. No, I, I agree. I think accountability, you guys hit it on nose on head. I'm, you know, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really shocked because accountability is key. And when you are made to be accountable and you start to face consequences, you change your behavior. And I think LJ said it, a lot of people are afraid of black people in America. And I don't know why, you know, but they have that fear of us. And I agree that sometimes it's scary. So all of my interaction has primarily been civil traffic related. One year on Mother's Day, you guys saw me go to jail for a warrant that I had that I didn't even know existed due to traffic. What did you guys feel as they asked me to step out of the car? 
I'm going to start with LJ. Go ahead. If, if I was there, I would actually feel you sad. You heard it, baby. <laughs> uh, when I was, if I was there, if I was there, I would actually feel sad for my mom to be for jail. Yeah. Because I love her. Oh, I love you too. Liv? I felt more than, I felt less than sad. I felt more of a scare. Uh, I felt scared when the police had walked up to the door. Because I feel like in this world, you really don't know what's going to happen. And you just pray that something really just goes slow. And when they step out of the car, I couldn't see. So I didn't know what was going behind me. And I was very young. So I was just like very, very scared more than I was sad. Mm-hmm. Why were you scared? Were you scared for me? Yeah, I was scared for you because I didn't know what situation we were going to have to get into. And I was just hoping that it wasn't going to be a, that big of a situation. And just hoping and praying. I was more scared for you than I was for me. Why? Um, again, Olivia made a really good point. I was scared too. <laughs> if you remember, I was screaming and um, I wasn't, I was scared for you. So I didn't want to lose my mom, but I was also scared for my, um, for my siblings. Cause if they would have took you to jail, I wouldn't know what our next move would have been. Um, and I, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that my grandma came and bailed you out because I really did not know what was going to happen next. If, if she didn't come, I was really going to have to, I don't even know, probably call. <laughs> I actually don't know. Probably have to call my grandma or call my uncle Kirk or somebody who could just give us a ride home and then we could figure out the rest. So, uh, yeah. Well, I'll say this. I've never committed a crime. <laughs> that would land me in jail. In those times, I feel scared. I feel scared for myself and I feel scared for my kids because I don't know if it could go left. You know, I comply. That's the one thing that I control is having the ability to comply. But I don't control their response to me. And whenever I get pulled over and you guys are in the car, you guys tense up. I notice that because you're like, what's going to happen? From one incident of seeing me be arrested, uh, it, it really does put something in there. LJ? talk about Black Lives Matter. Do you think, why do you think Black people say Black Lives Matter as opposed to All Lives Matter? We're not saying that not all that, that not all lives matter and not and that you know not every life matters, but Black Lives Matter too. Black Lives Matter also. We're also here in America. Y'all brought us here, and now, whether you like it or not, you have to understand that our lives matter, you know what I'm saying? Also, you know? That's what I think. Um, 
I, I think we say Black Lives Matter because when we say Black Lives Matter, because we're fighting against police brutality, which happened to be white people that were the police officers, we are kind of like fighting because there was never a time when you were, when you had to go down, when you had to fight. We went through 400 years of slavery. We had to fight for our civil rights. We had to fight for us to be in the same school as each other, as other white kids, as other races. We had to fight and y'all never had to fight. So we have to like put that in there because we know that this is a problem in the world where we're not accepted and that people don't want us here. We because they think that we're not useful anymore because we're not in slavery. So I feel like we say Black Lives Matter more than rather than All Lives Matter because before All Lives Matter, when we say All Lives, you have to include Black Lives. And most people, when they say All Lives Matter, they're not including Black Lives. They're including white, Hispanic, Asian, but they're not including every single race in there. So that's why we're trying to fight and say Black Lives Matter. So when we actually matter, then we can say all lives matter because then that means that all lives do matter. But black lives have to matter for all lives to matter. And it doesn't show that, right? We don't feel that black lives matter when they can just kill us and there's no consequence. You guys have been fortunate enough and I say fortunate and you can say fortunate or not fortunate to live in predominantly white neighborhoods, you go to predominantly white schools. Do you feel like being able to uh, be afforded to kind of live in areas and go to schools where it's predominantly white gives you an upper hand or do you feel like it's hindering you? You feel like you're getting a leg up in life. I feel like we are for some people, but like some people are because there are some schools where they're predominantly white, but like it's not still fair in the schools from schools that I we've went to to schools that we go to now, like our school that we go to now. Yeah, everybody, we have a leg up because right now we are with them. We are the same as the kids in the school when nobody is right now, nobody is suffering, nobody is down and nobody's getting looked down. Then at other schools where we are getting looked down right now, we live, we live the same lifestyle as the other kids. So we are not being looked at as poor. We're not being looked at as different because we live the same lifestyle as you do we have most of the same things that you do and we're going to the same school we live a a similar life um and the only thing that's not true is because of our skin color but we are, are living the same life so it's like really you can't say anything about it because we're all living the exact same lives I feel like it's both hindering us and giving us an upper hand. Um, from my experience in not being in a predominantly uh, uh, white school, um, the kids there are, how do I say this? The kids there are not well-educated at, at 
at all. I came there and I was very well educated and they made fun of me for being for being smart. And you know, you could just tell when someone I don't want to say this, but when someone's not gonna amount to nothing. And <laughs> you know, that's why I didn't want to say it. But you know, you just tell what somebody's gonna be, you know, you know. You never know somebody's future, but you can just tell when you know the probabilities of them not amounting to nothing is is, is very high. <laughs> and um and you could tell that in these kids. They were not very well educated. Kids were just twerking in class and doing whatever at the end of the school day. It was very, very wild and there was no team. But I feel like it's it's uh, but I feel like it was a great experience to understand because I've always been in a predominantly white school until I went to that. It gave me a better understanding in, first of all, culture. And then second of all, it gave me a better understanding of what, you know, black kids have to go through, you know. Um, so you feel like up until that point, you did not realize that you were given different opportunity, better education, and a better chance at life until you witnessed when you went to Detroit and you and you stayed there for a semester or so, what it was like to be in a place that was not as diverse as where you were coming from? Yep. So that lack of diversity showed you that they're not white people and other races have more they get more education, better education and a better leg up on life than predominantly black schools and black cities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, Liv. I also have something to add on that, like because understanding what Ryan is saying you can look at other people's perspective and what other people have gone through and you can see, okay, well, like me, take me for instance, I've only went to predominantly white schools my whole life. And there are other places that are like, okay, you look at me and if I went to a school that's filled with predominantly more and more black people around me, I can see and I can see that I'm different in my lifestyle how the way I act because where I'm from and how what school I went to than other people so if I went to another school like Orion did then there would be a change and you would see okay well everybody in this school is about the same they live the exact same life but me I'm different I don't live that same life that they do and I feel like personally if you like if you grew up and mostly around white people and you grew up a t- type of lifestyle that you've just always been in, then you will have to, you already are, you show off what you live, that you show off your lifestyle. So if you go to another lifestyle where everybody else in that state or in that city has then you are different from them because they're all living the same lifestyle. You, on the other hand, you come from a whole different lifestyle. 
that's going to be hard to change. It's going to be hard to kind of get immune to because you've had this lifestyle that you've always lived and it's hard to change. What you're saying is you are a product of your environment. Basic. Welcome to Poor Mom, an interactive podcast that encourages you to let your hair down and pour yourself a drink. While listening to conversations about womanhood and motherhood, this is real and organic as the chaos around you. Make sure you head over to the Poor Mom YouTube channel to get this week's mocktail or cocktail recipe and have a little story time with me, your host, Tawana Edwards. On this episode of Poor Mom, I sat down with my three children and we had the talk. Not the talk that entails birds or bees, but rather the talk about race. And what that they do. You've been listening to Poor Mom, an interactive podcast. Be sure to head over to the Poor Mom YouTube channel to continue the conversation with your host, Tawana. Want to get to know my family and me more? Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Queen and Kidum. Love this episode? Subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Thank you for listening. Cheers.